Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Chase Bliss Audio, makers of such fine pedals as the Therme and the Condor. I got them both right here in my hands. Yeah. They make a lot of stuff. Uh, basically, if it's analog, I think at this point they make it. Yeah, they make uh, analog pedals with digital brains. Yeah, so uh, if you're looking for something with a ton of options that also sounds great. Look at all those dip switches on the back of this thing. Every single Chase Bliss pedal has this bank of dip switches on the back. It's just absolutely ridiculous. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen dip switches on the back of the Therme that all control different things yeah. and let you get like the sky's the limit. The creativity will never end if you get a Chase Bliss pedal. This one's also got three three-way switches and six knobs. Yeah, this one too. They all have that. Yeah, so many options. <laughs> did you count the preset switch? I did not count the preset switch. You have three presets. Two presets? It's ridiculous. Every Chase Bliss pedal is a marvel of pedal engineering. And if, you use a MIDI control, if you use the MIDI out, you even get more presets. They make sounds you cannot make with any other pedal. They're incredible. Yeah, go check them out. Yeah, if you're listening to this show, you probably probably already know about Chase Bliss Audio. But uh, hearing us talk about it will help you uh, decide to buy one in the future. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this episode is also brought to you by Sinusoid. This week we're talking about the sliver. You got any slivers over there? Let me get a sliver out. Ryan's going to get a sliver of a sliver out here. Here we go. Nope. Wrong drawer. Nope. Nope. I've got a lot of drawers. Uh, nope. Uh, nope. No. 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 The survey says no. No slivers. I think anywhere. they're behind you. <laughs> That's that's not gonna open. Well, this Hold is on. this is a failed sponsorship. You got one? No, those are pancakes. Ah, I, I, ah. you got one. You got one. I tidied up and put everything away, and I've learned my lesson. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the sliver cable by Sinusoid. They're so tiny. It is the smallest soldered patch cable in terms of the size of the jack. The little jack thing at the end there is like basically the same size as the smallest unsoldered cables yeah. out there. Yeah. The part that plugs in. And then there's a little shaft here going down. And you can push that any direction you want. You're coming out of your pedal. It's such a compact patch cable, but it's soldered. Yeah. It's crazy. You get the reliability of soldered cables with the size of solderless. Fantastic design. Yeah. I've been using them for demos around here. I really like them. Sinusoid cables. They, they make, make cables. cables and smiles. Ha <laughs> ha. You weren't going to trick me on that one. <laughs> last, but last, not, last but not least, uh, we got Solid Gold Effects, uh, makers of the Zeta Deluxe. Yep. Go watch Ho my demo. Hopefully by now you've checked that out. That came out a week ago. Go watch it again. Ryan's probably got a few other videos that feature the Zeta Deluxe by now. I've been using this thing before I recorded the oh, demo really? for this. I've been using it in a bunch of videos just because it's so versatile and it sounds great. It has a familiar game structure to me. It's uh, got some lineage shared with the DoD 250. Uh, which means that I was instantly familiar with it and having a great time with it as soon as I started playing around with it. Uh, you can change the clipping to uh, regular wide-open clipping uh, silicon. or Silicon. Sil Is that the right silicon, way? Silicon, yes. Silicon clipping, silicon and germanium clipping on the other side there. And you've got four tone controls on this thing. Ooh. If you include the tone control that's on the boost circuit. Ah. Uh, and if you also can include the boost circuit pre the gain 
clipping. Mm-hmm. You've got two gain controls on this thing. So it's like you got a two-channel drive pedal here with tons of like tweakability to it. And it's really easy to tweak it to find the, like a sound that works with your rig in the moment. I'm just really impressed with this thing. Yeah. It's a great drive pedal. And obviously it's, you know, got that two, DOD 250 thing going on. So like I instantly bonded with it. Right. Yeah. I'm just in love with it. So check them out. There will be links in the show notes. Of so. course. Hey, this is Ryan. And this is Steve, and you're listening to 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. Did we do the intro last episode? We did. I don't remember doing it. I nailed it. Oh, really? You know what you it is? It is it's rev- the word reviewing is where I, I always try to push through it, and I really need to like slow down and let it happen. Hmm. That's where I always stumble. On the reviewing part. The reviewing. It's a weird word. It's a hmm. hard word to say. Hard words with Steve. Yeah. Reviewing. You have anything new, Steve? Um, well, I just, this is not your shirt oh, or my hey. shirt. Same clothes as last week. Yeah. We should start bringing a change of clothes. I like the walk of shame. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Same clothes as last night. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, uh, so the other day I'm going out on my run. Why does this reminding Steve of a story? And, uh, I'm, I'm getting out there and this guy's honking his horn. And is that what they call it now? Dude, just let me, let me tell a story. And this, I see this woman like walking in front of this Jeep, like she's on the sidewalk and he's just parked and he keeps honking his horn and she's like wearing, like she's wearing like a green dress and she has like, uh, like a bag with her, like with her green whatever. dress and a bag. I mean, and she's say like, no more. she's looking over her shoulder and she's like, she's got this big smile on her face. Like, it's like, he's dropping her off in the morning or whatever, mm-hmm. like the night after. Oh, or what? Like that was you're making a lot of assumptions. I don't know if that was a huge assumption when you're getting like dressed off or you're getting dropped off at like seven o'clock in the morning, and she was in nightwear in like what looked like a dress that you would wear to go out to okay. dinner in. Okay. I'm and, getting the details as they come, guys. And I'm on the um, same ride that you are on. And this dude, he just kept honking his horn over and over again. Again, it's like seven, seven thirty in the morning. I just wanted to like to stop take my headphones out and be like, we get it. You boned <laughs> like the entire neighborhood does not care. Stop honking your horn. But I was like, Oh, if I stop, I'm not going to be able to start, start again. So I better just keep running. Yeah. And just Steve kept running and that's the end of the story. Yep. Yeah. All right. What's new, Ryan? What's new? Uh, I thought you were going to lead off what's new. Oh yeah. Uh, I want to talk about, uh, some, some cool YouTube videos that came out recently. Okay. Actually a couple weeks ago. Um, super late to the game with I this know, one. I know. I should have talked about this last week. Uh, one, I mean, was, like they're already like super far behind when they were recorded, right? It's like, doesn't matter. At this um, point. I watched uh, Patrick Hunter's uh, interviewish thing with you. Uh huh. The pedal and, buffet. The pedal buffet. That one was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, especially like I like how you commented and be like the money makers at fifteen twenty four. So I actually watched that first, and then I went back to the beginning. <laughs> So if you want to know what what Ryan's goal in making YouTube videos is, um, go watch Patrick Hunter's channel. That was a, it. Was a lot of fun to record stuff with him. He was one of the guys that I was hanging out with a lot mm-hmm. in Germany, and uh, uh, not everyone else has the same like uh, 
insane like i got to publish every video right like the day that i get back from germany thing going on i think they're all pacing them out to like yeah. fill out the regular content so i think he said that was his last one but that was like a full month and a half ago yeah uh jaylen or jay has a video he recorded with me where we explore a bunch of different talk boxes and it's still not out it's still not out but that one's going to be a bunch of fun i'm looking forward to that one and then uh there was a video that henning did yeah which was uh him like so um your your what's new is just talking about stuff i was in it is well because it was actually things i I was like entertained by (laughs) (laughs) um so you did a you did a a very insightful video yes i really dug into um, the meat of the situation on uh the whole like tc electronic released an official tone print for like a full two days or whatever. No, it was been it's been out since 2017. Oh, re- oh really? Yeah, it's been out forever. This is how little I actually understood what was going so on. So they they did a, a tone print with Steel Panther. Um, what is it? Uh, Pitchfork did an interview with some like girl fronted bands, yeah, or lady fronted bands that uh, that were making fun of it. They weren't even really complaining about it. They oh, were really? Making fun of it. And then everyone on the internet who had nothing to do, like, went crazy on either side of the issue. Yeah. And it was just this big, like, I came back from the beach. Right. And I get onto Facebook, and people had been at it for hours. Right. Just hours. Yeah, how do they even last that long? Oh, man. (laughs) I couldn't last that long. But anyway, so... I'm sitting around, I'm feeling relaxed and like frisky from the beach. I'm like, I'm going to make a video to, you know, take the piss out of this. Yeah. And I just sit and stare at the camera for t- like 10 minutes. Yeah. I'm just like, you guys just make your comments down below. You need a place to fight about this. Might as well be here. And I need the clicks. So go ahead and do it. <laughs> and so Henning made a video today when we recorded this, not when it's published, obviously, um, of him just sitting there watching my entire yeah, video. Eating like, like garlic toast. Yeah. He's in frame just like staring like four inches away from his monitor. That's bad for your eyes, man. <laughs> and so all day people have been posting uh, pictures on Instagram and stuff of them watching the video no of him way. watching me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so there's like this like video inception going on. That's great. But it was pretty fun. Henning, Henning messaged me and he's like, is this okay? Is it okay that I posted this? I was like, yeah, it's okay. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. pretty fun. I'm sure, you know, since this is now like a, a week and a half later, like everyone's forgotten. And oh, no one cares anymore. Cares, but I mean, um, what I, what I got to say is like, the people who were on the side of the issue who were like violently defending the name of the patch yeah got really gross really quick and it doesn't matter if the other side is right or wrong or oversensitive or whatever you guys like showed your true colors I, and I, you're bad people i think my take on it is more for for just myself personally and everyone's got a little different take i guess um I don't know anything about Steel Panther. Like literally, I learned more about Steel Panther in that one day than From I had my ever video? known about that band. Um, and I don't care because I don't listen to whatever music they purport to play. Apparently, um, 
But I think the thing that, so the thing I kept hearing is, oh, that's just their brand. That's just their brand, whatever. And I'm like, okay, I guess. But it's not TC's brand. But um, what the thing I that. I can't believe we're talking about this yeah, I know. legitimately now. The, well, so for me, like the thing that I heard a lot was like, well, what about like the Big Muff? And there's a pedal called the Bag of Dicks and all this thing. And to me, it's like, it's not about like, like if somebody, okay, so, so if somebody just put out a pedal, like how many freaking fuzzes are called the Merkin fuzz? Like, One. or some, there's a, there's. I, there's a couple, I think. Catalan Bread has one. I didn't know there was Catalan Bread one. has one. Um, I was wanting one of those. I thought there was way. like a couple other brands that had one. Or like um, there's some other there's some other um, pedal companies that basically have genital names. Right. Having a genital name to me is different than having a implied action. Does your genital have a name? No. Yes, my my genitals are called my genitals. Okay. They are not given they are not anthropomorphized. Okay. If that's what you're asking, which I believe it is. My genital has a first name. <laughs> wow. Um so so for me like I think that's kind of like the intellectual difference is like okay like big oh big muff like oh whatever. But it's like okay but it's like naming like it's a double entendre and it's not that the double entendre itself is what's gross. It's, it's like the implication of, of, you know, once you change it from a, a noun statement to a, the thing is it wasn't even like a, a verb. It's not, it's a patch. It was a patch that you can download for free. Yeah. So no one was really making but then any like, money off of it. The, the thing about it is like, I think it's off brand for TC and I think they're too big to be doing stuff like that. I think it's off brand, but I think that, you know, there's a market like there's, there that they were clearly thought they could tap into. And I, I don't think that it's as, also, I, I, say I don't they, think the market is as limited. Like people have saying like, oh, the only way you would find that patches if you're looking for Steel Panther, but it's like, can you just not browse patches? Yo, you totally can browse so patches. So it's like, you could totally stumble on that patch. Oh yeah, totally. And you'd just be like, what's that? That's weird. Yeah. Also, I like, call out Satchel. They they already renamed it and released it. Right. Really, really. Re, I can't talk. Re-released it. Um, the name they came up with is not creative. Or like if What's if, the if name? you get all if you get all this press, you go out of your way to come up with like a name that really knocks it out of the park. It's like called like the flaming butthole or something now. Who cares? Didn't we already have that band? <laughs> I mean, the flaming buttholes. <laughs> I'm just unimpressed by everyone involved. I put too much hot sauce on my. Tacos that's why my video night. is just like, meh. You know, if you if you if you really got worked up over this, then it's like save your energy for things that matter more. But then also TC, like, do better next time. Do better next time. It's like you guys are too big to be doing this. Well, sort of I stuff. think that's and granted, like it came out in two seven two thousand seventeen, but I think that's also like a sign of like how fast we're progressing as a society, like in towards like being more sensitive to those kinds of issues versus like even where things were like a year ago. I don't think it's even sensitivity. People on the 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 far anti PC side, the the. Uh, uh, what would you call them? Social injustice warriors. <laughs> no, that would be like the opposite. No, that's but that's what I'm saying. Like, but people on that far side, man, I forgot the point I was going to. I don't. Make. I don't know. Completely derailed myself. Um, like their argument is that people are being offended, and they're being overly sensitive. 
what I think is going on, I don't think it's people being offended right. or like feeling offense or being sensitive and being like, oh, this hurts me. What right. I think what's going on is that there's, uh, you know, a large group of people who play music and are involved in the community and who have realized that they have a voice and realize that they can shape the market yeah. to be more inclusive for them and for people who come in the future. And they're not offended. They are empowered. Right. And they feel like they have power to change things. So it's not like, like, oh, how dare you hurt me? It's like, well, sure, we don't, sure. We I, don't like this. Let's make sure that, like, let's, let's communicate that we don't like this and that we'd love to see it change, you know? Right. And I, and I, I mean, for what it's worth, like, I think, I think that's one of the things that's also changed, like, very rapidly in, like, the last few year or two. I still can't believe we're talking I know. about is this. That, is, is that, like, somehow, like, the word offensive? Like if I say it's like, oh, that's kind of offensive. Like it's automatically assumed like that you are personally hurt. Oh my hurt. gosh, you're so like, offended. Like oh. yeah, so like when I you know when I'm that's saying not like what it means when I'm saying like oh like people like you know people found this offensive. It doesn't mean they were like personally insulted by it. Here I go again. No. Anyway, let's hit this first ad. That was dumb. I didn't want to talk about that for. Very like everyone, long. step back and take a look at how angry you get over this stuff, and ask yourself if it's worth it. To me, I think it's more offensive that people get super worked up instead of being like, oh, like, you don't like that? Okay, well, I like it. So, like, okay. Right. Like, you know how many know. comments I had to delete where people called other people in general retarded? <laughs> like, it's not okay. That's not okay at this point, guys. Yeah. Call people retarded. Like, yeah. you're bringing in a whole other group of people and demeaning them to insult other people. So it's like, if that's where you guys are coming from, from the other side, you're bad people. I'm just going to say it. All right. This first ad was sent in by me. Uh, this is a Stratocaster, $250 in Escondido. It says, here we have a Strat type guitar with a charcoal perloid top, lightweight body. The neck is straight and low action. Has a Beatles logo in very good condition. I blocked the tremolo so it plays like a hardtail. Can easily remove for you. I do not understand the hardtail thing? No, this guitar. Oh, the guitar as, as a whole. Yeah. Well, what we're looking at here is it looks like one of those moto-topped uh, guitar fetish bodies. Yeah, yeah. Um, with this pretty standard Strat loadout here. Maple neck. And then you go to the headstock, and it says the Beatles on it. No, it just says Beatles. Beatles! And then in the little rounded-out section, it says the Beatles guitar. You know what I think this is? I think this neck was a mid-90s Squire bullet series neck. Because it doesn't have the, the ring around the truss. Well, that's why I think it's Squire, but I think that's why they did this um, particular like choice of, of re-stickering, re-badging the headstock. Because why else would you put... like? Because that's basically where the bullet series logo was. In that, yeah, I in don't the little bulb. I don't understand the Beatles branding at all. Is that a sticker or is that hand done? It kind of looks hand done in a way. It just says has a Beatles logo. I mean, I don't I can't tell. I bet the thing on the on the bulb end of the headstock is hand done. Hmm. You know, because otherwise they'd have to get a sticker that was like exactly the right size to fit there. They just measured it and printed. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Well, then there's no association to the Beatles with a strap. Right. I mean, right? I, well, in my head, I'm sure like they played a strat at some point. 
In your head is is more of no. a, a cranberries reference. Oh my gosh! Steve could see that one coming, and his eyes started rolling before I even said it. In your head, yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. <laughs> we should talk about that later. Actually, <laughs> cranberries. I love the cranberries, and I love regular cranberries. The the food. Anyway, I just thought this was dumb, and that's why I included it because I don't understand it. I don't understand how there's a Beatles reference here. I agree. It's dumb. All right, moving on. I'm at $250. Do you want to talk about the price? Uh, oh, yeah, it's $250. Uh, would not buy. Would not buy for $250. Uh, those GFS bodies, the guitar fetish bodies, I think we're going for like 100 even, 130 something like that, maybe? Sure. I really liked the look of the uh, of the white perloid ones. Mm. Um, I never got around to pulling the trigger on one. I think I'd do like maybe 125 It really depends on what this neck is. Yeah. Because you're you're looking at the the value of the body, and the components are probably not great in this. It doesn't it's say it's just hard it. for me to get excited about this. Yeah, like it, it's not exciting enough for me to be like, oh yeah, maybe this is worth checking out. That, that does look that does look like a like a cheap early '90s Squire yeah. neck with it, even that grain in the yeah. in the fretboard there. For sure. Um. So yeah, I feel like 125 is probably the fair curiosity price here. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't drive across town for this for two fifty. No way. And I don't know if I drive across town for one twenty five, but I'd be thinking about it, you know, uh, topic. We're going to go into a topic now. Yeah. This first topic was sent in by JC Apthorpe. Um, I got to find it though. He may have this may, I may <laughs> have written down the entire thing. It's hot and that beer is cold. Are you, are you feeling warm, Ryan? Oh, I'm feeling pretty comfortable right now. Really? Yeah. It's been hot, man. I feel like I'm permanently overheated. You pulling up the topic? You going to find it? It's somewhere in here. I believe in you, Steve. There's so many suggestions that were not good. Garbage. Bad I suggestions, about, guys. I Try again. I saw someone about beer. Try better later. Why am I looking for it? I don't know. It was about shorts versus pants, right? Oh, beer and tacos. Someone wanted us to talk about beer and tacos. Of course they do. Oh, just playing on stage in pants versus shorts. Christian Avila said only Angus Young and Jimmy Buffett can pull off the shorts. Um, JC replied and he said he was in a punk band and always I could pull played off my shorts and shorts with high socks. Yeah, that's like um, a total punk thing. It's like the long black shorts with the tall socks to the point where like you're wearing more clothing than someone who'd be wearing pants. Right. I think. The only so I will wear shorts at church now, yeah. Like especially because my the building we're in does not have air, any air conditioning. Yeah, that church is pretty casual. Um, my church is casual enough, enough to let me wear shorts and sandals. Last <laughs> last Sunday, I counted four people on the stage wearing sandals. I usually I usually pick one. So if I if I'm wearing shorts, I wear shoes. Mm. If I'm wearing jeans and it's warm, I'll wear sandals. I feel like I've hit the place as a middle aged man. Where you need to get some shorts, you get some white New Balances. Where shorts plus shoes doesn't look right. Like I, I have to be wearing shorts plus sandals for it to look right. Okay. I mean, I, I'll do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look weird. I'm gonna look like a weird dad. I think I'm still pulling it off. Maybe that's just. A it delusion. doesn't help that I'm always wearing like a weird Hawaiian shirt. That's too. true. That's you know, true. It, you know, multiplies the situation. Um, I think. I mean, it's I, a have score to, multiplier I have to go on the back. Tacky scale through photos and stuff but i think i only ever played one show in shorts so dinosaur ghost when we play shows uh we all keep these 
these cut off jean right. shorts. But that's our, the look. That's a look that we've. That, that's your costume. Yeah, that we've gone for, and it's also very freeing. Yeah, like your your legs, they're very short. Like our thighs are showing. Uh, yeah. Like it really frees up your legs to move around right. and and do right. stuff. When we f- played our first show, I had it in my head like, oh, maybe we'll be, be like dressed up and like do like uh, Johnny Cashing and be mm. like Men in Black or whatever to be kind of spooky. And it just didn't feel right. Right. Like for that band, it just didn't feel right. Like we need to be able to like move around and feel like. You no, know, the shorts and striped shirt combo is very like gives it actually like this weird like 50s mod. Yeah. Like, yeah. 50s. It's like beach bum gang yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I think conceptually that works. I just. I mean, that's really the thing. I think if you're if you're wearing shorts on stage, it's got to be. For a reason. Yeah. It's got to be part of your look or part of the concept or just part of the scene. Like in the right. case of like, the like a punk, punk rock band thing. or yeah. like, you know, yeah. And I think that's like, I don't know. It's just kind of like, it, I think that's kind of like a, a piece of like the, even though it didn't really fit the vibe of any of the bands we were in, I think the scene mentally emotionally um, <laughs> that I kind of like sat in as a person, like was more comfortable with just wearing jeans. Right. Cause that was kind of like that, like turn of the millennia, like emo kid look was mom pants. was band t-shirts. Oh God. I never wore mom pants. It was band t-shirts and jeans. You only or you, like band t-shirts and khakis. only didn't wear your mom's pants because you wouldn't fit in your mom's pants. It's true. If you're, if your mom had, had, uh, had the dimensions uh, that you could have worn her pants. I could have like gone to the store and just bought them and be like, they're for my mom. <laughs> they don't count if, unless you steal them from your actual mom. Oh and your mom's walking around the house like, where's my pants? Which, again, did happen to somebody that we know. A few people, probably. <laughs> it was the early 2000s and everyone was wearing their mother's pants. Uh, it was a dark, dark time. I didn't do it. I didn't even wear my dad's pants. So what? What's your? So, I mean, I guess like, it, like, if I, I can totally see the argument that some people have that like sometimes shorts sh- just shouldn't be done on stage. I'm, I'm trying but to I'm think not, like I'm I trying don't to think, think with your favorite band or with the morning glass. Did you ever wear shorts? Did you just wear whatever? I think I wore pants with the morning glass because the morning glass was didn't feel like a shorts band. Yeah, it's with YFB, it was a little probably, bit more like it was more like introspective and more subdued, right? And I think I was trying to take myself more serious than I actually was, even though the music did. <laughs> just really by wearing pants. That. Just by wearing pants. I was trying to be David Lowry. Let's just be honest. The guy from Cracker and oh, Camper right, Van Beethoven. Right. I was trying to go into my more introspective songwriting phase. And, by uh, writing songs. I never quite landed By writing there. songs about... Uh, Childhood and stuff. Child, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just... Uh, even like when songs I, with words instead of just yelling. I'll, I'd, I'd even say like even when I wear shorts now, like at church, and I don't know if it's because it's church or what. Like it's it's comfortable from like a, in a physical way, but like it's a mental hurdle that I kind of have to like work through. Sure, because I've just and that's not even like a now kid, when you wear sh- thing. when you wear shorts at church. Uh, what kind of penny loafers do you wear? I don't. I'm, I wear the shoes I'm wearing right now, or other <laughs> shoes that are similar. 
Do you ever do you ever think you'll get to a socks with sandals? Like were you oh, wearing yeah. were you wearing oh, like Oh, I've been wearing socks with sandals were, a long time. Were you time. wearing Birks, like Birkenstocks? I don't think I'll ever go Birkenstocks. Birkenstocks and sandals or like Tevas? I don't like those Tevas. My brother has those. They have that weird strap that wraps just around your toe. Oh, I don't know, do they? Yeah. Oh. I was just thinking of like not just like you're saying like a regular thong. Gen- no, I'm saying like any kind like of that? Well, that's what I w- that's what I wear. I'll wear socks with these. Oh, yeah, all the no. time. I'm holding up a, my rainbows. I don't like the way that they they wedge. I'm all about the wedge. Um, but I was thinking more, you know, like a just any kind of hiking sandal, right? Like not specifically oh, a hiking sandal. Yeah, like that's what that's what a tiva is, right? Yeah, I guess. Like, is there's sandals that like they've got a rugged tread and they yeah. wrap around your ankle so you can go like cr- crick running in them or whatever. Crick running. Yeehaw. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a situation where I definitely could not wear shorts. I mean, like anytime you're formaling up, I'm, you know, there's lots of times you can't wear shorts in a band. I sure. guess it just wouldn't work. Like, you I guess I've just been in a ba- enough bands that like it would work just fine. Right. I don't know. Do you have any other deeper thoughts on the matter? I, th- I think it, like, I think it would be weird if you like showed up wearing shorts, to, like a jazz gig. But I mean, that's all like, it's all very genre specific. It depends on the style of jazz mm-hmm. and it depends on the style of shorts and it depends. It's it, the thing is, it just always depends. You should always wear depends on stage. <laughs> like, I feel like, Anyone could wear shorts on stage, but you have to like the rest of the deal has to make sense around it. Right. I always wanted to get like a white tuxedo mm-hmm. and like have the tuxedo pants converted to shorts <laughs> and have like the tails of the tuxedo hanging down below the wow. shorts and like play a show in that. You would melt. You would die. I probably would die. You would dehydrate and pass out. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be dead. Actually, you wouldn't because you're wearing shorts. What are your short fantasies, Steve? I don't have fantasies about wearing shorts. Short fantasies is the name of the episode. All right. This next ad was sent in by the Inboxer. Uh, it's called, it's a Klon KTR. Um, it is called a Klon Mayer. Mayer. Um, it says, this is a John Mayer signed Klon. My Klon has a second name. <laughs> Dubbed M A Y E R. Dubbed Klon Mayer. The pedal works and sounds awesome. John Mayer uses an older version of the pedal himself. This is an awesome collector's piece and/or excellent addition to anyone's pedal board. I was fortunate enough to meet John when he was on his quote search for everything tour in 2017. Um, so I think the first issue that I didn't actually read this. Um, oh, they're asking two thousand two hundred nine dollars and twenty four cents. Of course, twenty two hundred dollars and um, twenty four cents. Oh, and thirty one dollars oh, re- shipping. The reason those numbers are so weird is because this store's in Canada, so it's converted. Uh, um, what's that all about? And I don't know what that actually converts to, but I think it would be less than two thousand dollars. It's or probably maybe, like two grand even. It's probably like two grand, yeah, or like nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Clon Mayer, like that's a punny name, right? Mm-hmm. I'm guessing John Mayer does not use a KTR. He probably uses his actual Centaur. Does he actually use a Klon? I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he used like a Centaur. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if he smelled like a Centaur. <laughs> I don't know what he smells like. 
I he probably smells bad. very nice. And centaurs probably smell very nice too. It's a it's a horse that has the social awareness of a person. So like if a horse could make themselves smell in a way that's socially acceptable. Okay. Horses we'll I think a horse that had that sort of forethought into their life would end up smelling very nice. So this pedal, if you if it was like new, would be like I think two hundred and seventy dollars. Right. Do you think that John, so this is ten times John Mayer's signature is worth? No, it's like eight. Like, an additional eighteen hundred dollars, effectively seventeen hundred and fifty dollars. Well, here's the thing I don't get about John Mayer. Why are his fans so rich? He comes out with stuff that costs a ton of money, and his, like even his his PRS is an affordable PRS. But it's still like two. But the PRS he had before then, like the Super Eagle, was like super expensive. Wasn't it like 14 grand or something like that? Something crazy. He had like a signature amp that was like four or five grand, I think. Why are his fans so rich? Or why why does he make the decision like if there's going to be stuff with my name on it, it's going to be for rich people? Well, like you think that's that's calculated? Like you said, the Silver Sky is like just a touch over two grand. That's still pretty inaccessible for the average guitar player. But I don't think, I think maybe he recognizes that he's not trying to cater to the average guitar player. I mean, and a lot of times, I I think the real question. So do you think it's intentional with him? You think it's like he he pulls out his uh, style book for himself it's like my personal brand is that my stuff costs a bunch of money and I'll never sign any deal for stuff that's I, like I don't below know. a certain I don't know. I, price think, point. I think the real question, like the the other the the real question or the real angle isn't why is John Mayer stuff like his signature stuff so expensive? It's um and his fender stuff was like four I think his fe- signature fender was like fourteen hundred. Yeah. That was a US made fender. It's like fourteen or seventeen, something like that. At a time when maybe standard that's price why for he, US Fenders was like thirteen. Maybe that's why he left Fender in a tizzy. Because it wasn't expensive enough. They wouldn't charge more for it. I I think I think maybe there's something there, but you, the, do you think maybe he costs a lot of money, and so the, like the the profit margin has to be there, as far as like an endorsed artist. Maybe, but I also have to wonder if like uh, if maybe he just doesn't really care, and so brands are kind of like, hey, we have this idea, let's try to do this. And so but if he, he like, didn't care, then it would be like, like the Kiss Silvertone guitar, this like 175 bucks in garbage. But maybe then he would get he would get a royalty check on, you know, thousands of guitars instead right. of like dozens. Well, maybe of he just doesn't want it to be like that inexpensive. But, um, but you know, in this case, he's working with PRS. Right. PRS is all like how many years. I mean, I guess as soon as they put out the SE line, the Santana SE kind of came out. But like for years, like Santana model PRSs were like pretty expensive. Right. But I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out Santana's if Santana's like, definitely more in the realm of like the Blues Doctor sort of thing. Where it's like people who were fans of, of Santana in the 60s and the 70s had money in the early 2000s because they were all grown up like john mayer fans were in their teens 10 years ago i mean john mayer john mayer broke into like the mainstream like 15 years ago so i I listened to john mayer like in high school right that's what i'm saying you're you're in your 30s now 
but I don't, but I think his, so I, I, I there's a couple different angles here. So I'm saying that, I'm saying that, the, that his audience that listened to him when they were teenagers are in their thirties now. And where I, like I San, Santana's audience who listened to him when right. they were teenagers were in their fifties when his guitars were starting to come out. And I understand that angle, but my counter angle would be, you know what John Mayer is doing right now? Like he's playing he's, with the dead. He's playing with the dead. Yeah. So, Why do I know so much about John Mayer? I don't listen to any of his so music. John Mayer's playing Dead with Dead damn and you, Company. Damn you, the internet and guitar <laughs> culture in general, that I have to know all this stuff so, about this guy so that, that I don't so, actually listen to his music. So and, and so that's I think that's really the answer to your question. Is that in this movie, like John Mayer's still making his own move, music? He just came out with an making album. Making his own moves. Making his own moves. He's he making just, his own movies. He just came out with an album. But like his touring presence right now is playing with Dead and Company. Right. And like the the place where you're seeing like, you know, these guitars. Well, actually, I think he might be playing his I think he might be playing his Super Eagle with Dead and yeah. Company. But um Why do I know that too? Oh God. Because it was just on some group. It might have been in <sighs> our group re- like recently or guitar nerds. How do I get this information out of my head? You don't. Is this what you live with every day, Steve? This is this is this is how my brain has been most of my life. Uh I'd be going off the rails if I was actually drinking tonight. Jeez Louise. I need to like get instead, a new get a new hobby and instead fill my I just head got with this other big things. glass of ice cold vodka. Definitely vodka. Totally not water at all. Never. Um letting your fans down, Steve. Everyone's like, where's drunk Steve? I know, I know. Um trying to put him away. It's gonna be interesting. For a while. It's gonna be interesting the first time uh one of us gets drunk on, on camera. camera. Yeah, that's going to be a different episode because it's one thing to hold it together on a mic. It's another thing to hold it together on camera. The thing is, is I think we just have to do it where we both get drunk at the same time on camera. You know that YouTube's going to demonetize that (laughs) so fast. Not that it matters. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We missed out on two dollars. What's your Patreon's for? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You're going to have a YouTube Patreon goal. Once you hit a certain, like, once you hit a certain amount, it's just going to be episode. a drunk episode. We're going to have to play the Greatest Generation game. What game is that? Are you, have you not been listening? No, so I they, don't care about DS9. Okay, so they have a board game, and, like, it's basically shoots and ladders, uh-huh. but it's all, like, it's got all these spaces replaced with, like, Star Trek themes. So, like, one of them is, um, the one that's, like, the one that they always talk about is, um, it's called Quark's Bar. Uh-huh. And every time they land on a corks bar, they have to get drunk on mic. Oh my gosh. They've had some other things like that that were like, I, I forget what they were, but they all have like some kind of name. And it involves one of them was uh, they had to do it. Well, we do all of ours, but they're in different cities. So they do everything like over Skype or whatever. But they landed on a space that required them to um, meet, meet up and do a face to face recording. And so they just had like luckily landed on that space right before Max FunCon. Mm. So it just like t- the timing worked out. But yeah, no board games for us. But yeah, watch out. We your, your YouTube After your YouTube patrons watch this, they're going to be like, we're paying you. You better get drunk. <laughs> I don't know if they want that. Do you guys want that? I don't want that. Anyway, I'll do whatever you say. Though we were talking about pop culture stuff, uh, which I guess is going to take us into our next topic. Yeah. Um, this is our pop culture episode. People wanted us to get some feedback on Marvin Gaye versus Ed Sheeran. I definitely pick Marvin Gaye. 
Yeah, in a fight or like no, and like listen to this person for the rest of your life. So I didn't even realize until we were prepping for this topic that thinking out loud and let's get it on were the same chord progression. Yeah, like I just thought same key too. Yeah, I just thought thinking out loud was one of those songs that was like that really nailed the vibe that it was going for. I didn't realize it was like it was nailing the vibe because it was lifting it right completely. You know, like like you know Bruno Mars's whole thing is like. He he did this song uh, recently that is just sounds it sounds like the In Living Color theme song because it's uh, it's like completely like a new Jack Swing sound, but it's not directly lifting off any single song. Sure, it's just completely nailing like a that, period piece that late eighties early nineties R and B sound like yeah. it nails it. So that's why I thought Ed Sheeran was doing with this song, not that it was a note for note. For the music, for the music, obviously, like, and that's the thing is the vocal is different. Right, right. It's like a completely different melody. The vocal melody is is very different. That's the thing that sets the song apart. But it's like you can literally, like, layer those songs on top of each other without changing the key. Or even, I think, the tempo. So, So you mentioned Tom Petty versus Sam Smith. Yeah. And that is the difference between that case and this case is that Sam Smith's vocal melody not just the chords mm. but his vocal melody because it has the same pacing because it's the same it's it's all about that spacing because yeah. sam smith is um stay with me versus tom petty was won't back, back down. down yeah like it's that same thing on top of the same kind of chord structure yeah. but then i felt like the music was different in a way it was the same chord progression but it's like you couldn't layer them yeah the same versus way. like like this what, this what's is the like guy's the, name ed sheeran yeah it, his feels like yeah, he's playing guitar, but he might as well be sampling. Yeah, yeah he's know? playing it, and and the drums line up, and all this other stuff. It's it's pretty. Um, I mean, I I think there. Marvin Gaye's got a, a a case here. Yeah, and um, I, I hope he makes money because I I you know I'm sure that he's got bills to pay. Does he? I don't know. I thought he was dead. Does he start to get older. He got. Is he bills not dead? I don't know. I hope he's alive. Why do I think he's dead? Why does Steve think Marvin Gaye is dead? Did you try to kill him? I did not. I mean, uh, if you shoot Marvin Gaye, you better make sure he's dead, is all I'm saying. Yeah, dude, he died in 1984, so this isn't even his estate. Yeah. Damn, he died a long time ago. Yeah. So this is his estate. Yeah. Well, good for them. They probably need the money. Go for it, guys. Get that Marvin Gaye money. All right, so... um, So... I'm try- I, don't- I have no segue for this. Well... Let me see if I can construct a segue. Let's see. Uh, so what's the line between like like copying and borrowing here? This well, is going to be a long segue. Well, I mean, copying, borrowing takes like an element or a general sound, I think. Or it's like that song that you're talking about where it's like it's like a period piece. Right. You know, like right. Weird Al does that a lot where yeah. it's like, like dare to, dare to be stupid like Mark Mothersbrawl called it the the best Devo song that he never wrote. Right. Because it's like, it's a Devo song, but it doesn't actually lift the music from a Devo song. Yeah. You know? And yeah. that's like paying homage in a different kind of way. Right. Right. And you have a lot of these, um, you actually, well, I mean, you know, we talked about at the beginning, like that's, that's Steel Panther, right? Like, right. They're a, they're a 80s, you know, metal thing, whatever, right? Like arena metal rock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you take their songs. Clearly, and, I know so much about Steel Panther. I mean, they're just trying to be uh, 
uh, Motley Crue and Rat and, right. and Poison wrapped them all at, into all one. At the same time. So that's that's borrowing. Yeah, and maybe you. Throw- but it's like I don't think they're actually borrowing riffs or right, and not not that it's hard to borrow a hair metal chord progression. I mean, it's kind of yeah. basic stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's a difference between that and like that that song uh, against that's he stole from Marvin Gaye. It's basically sampling. Yeah. I think that's where the copying thing comes in is it's like at that point he should have it would have saved him time and money to just here's the segue to just cover it. Right. Or just be up front like with the writing credits from the beginning, except he probably wouldn't have been able to get them. He could have no, he could have included actual lyrics from that song and been like, This is partially a cover. And then when he when he registered the rights, then he gives a writing credit and he right. and they figure out whatever percentage of it is, you know, that's the way to do that. Versus being like, oh, I wrote this song because hmm. he's he's playing. I saw a clip where he's like singing. Let's get it on over his song. Right. So like it's he like se- he knows he knows he segues to it. He might as well have just worked that into the song, like yeah. made it the bridge or the like a hook or something like that. Or like change the lyrics just a little bit, like let's get it off. Let's get I it don't off. know. <laughs> let's place it on instead of get it on. Oh my gosh. I don't know. That's just all right. Um, uh, spe- this is the segue we've been trying to get to. Yeah. Speaking of covers, what do you think of the Weezer cover of of Africa? I hate it. Of Toto's Africa. I just think it's pointless. Right, like it's one of those now. I you know I've listened to the Weezer one more, so like this I've listened to, culture I listen to them for like, some reason. Listen to them back to back. I listened to your mashup, <laughs> so I did. I did this mashup because they've been playing the Weezer version on radio nonstop. Yeah, how lately. is that even a single? I mean, I'm sure Toto's getting a cut of that because it's a, a drug cover, but it's just irritating me at this point. Like I get that the song is like a popular meme in some sort yeah. of way. But the, I think what you're gearing up to talk about is just like, what is the point of it? It's so close. Yeah. And even, you know, so the thing is, is I had somebody say like, oh, the Reliant K cover was way better because Reliant K did a, an album that was called like K is for karaoke. Right. And so they were all like, again, they were all covers, but they put e- their own thing on it. E- even their cover of Africa, like f- still felt like Toto's Africa the vocals at least were different. Like Rivers Cuomo sits in the same vocal range and the same like kind of like lo-fi vocal tone of they the, literally just of the Toto tried guy. to reproduce it. The only thing that I felt like was majorly different between the two is the the bell solo is now this wacky synthesizer yeah, thing yeah. in the Weezer one. So I, I did this mashup, a mashup, and I've got it on one of my other YouTube channels just because I didn't want to have it poisoning. 60 cycle hum yeah but uh <laughs> thank you for that so i lined up the two songs the original song and the weezer cover starting where the vocals start mm-hmm. so the moment they start singing that's where they line up and for the first like two minutes of the song they're right on top of each other yeah. which means that when weezer recorded it they just like listened to the original recording and recorded each piece over they it. actually had the original recording in their ears right well. no that's yeah. what i'm saying they probably yeah. sat there and like going to reproduce this part yeah and that's why it's so dead on and then right around two minutes they add a beat or two mm-hmm. and the whole thing just goes haywire right and it just right. turns into like it was already nightmare fuel before that but it just turns into like 
the worst thing you've ever heard, but it's kind of glorious. And when that synth like bell, like key solo thing happens, Oh, it's so awful. Yeah. It's so bad. I love it. And then the, <laughs> and then the rest of the, the song beyond there just gets worse and worse and worse. Uh, I'll, I'll post a link to it in the Facebook group. Yeah. I, I just think, I don't know. I, we've talked about covers in the past. And the one thing that I've always said is like, I like my covers to have some. It likes a nice downy cover. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nice, like at least 500 uh, thread Egyptian yeah, cotton. Yeah. Um, no, I, I like, um, I like cover songs to retain something of the original artist. So I always mm. actually really liked. That's um, a different direction than I was going to go. Or sorry, the flavor of the covering artist. That's what I meant. Okay. So you want the personality of the, of the person playing it. Yeah. So, um, Devo there, what was their bit? Head like a hole. Was it? Did they do head like a hole? Or are you talking about the one, the, the Rolling Stones cover? Right, right, right. Uh, uh, working in a coal mine. No. Can't get no satisfaction. Can't get like I love that. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a that's a can't gr- get me no. No, that song is that, that song is annoying. Like I don't I, the song itself. Yeah, it's I'm just annoying. like what like I love it. But I I get what they're doing. And so yeah. did you ever listen to any of the? I think they actually they have so many good covers. I think they're actually still making good them. Example. Um, did you ever listen to any of the like blank goes pop, like punk goes pop? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Whatever. I mean, those were from everywhere like, back from in like, the late nineties. Yeah, late or like, I think the first one came out in like two thousand three. Really? Yeah. Uh, the first one that I was aware of. I think uh, I think they predate that, but all right. Anyway, so I always liked those because they were like pop punk bands or whatever that were covering like pop songs. Right, right. But they were like. For the the good covers, like um, they would like retain the original sound, but like now, um, I don't remember who the artist is, but it's like um, it's like cover of of "Send Me an Angel," but instead of the do 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 like synthesizer do 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 whatever, and like all of the and the the, the everything being synthesizer, it's like searing high gain right, guitars, right, right, you know, and the vocal style is all different, and it's like way heavier. Um, and, uh, hell, like the I think the thing that really throws me off with the Weezer is how close the vocals seem to me. It's like, it's because what it is, is it's like when you watch a movie and the end credits come on and they couldn't afford to license the original song, but licensing a cover is way cheaper. Yeah. Like it's like such a close reproduction. It's like, why even bother? So I, why I, even bother? I Weezer? found like along that line, um, because it just came up, was Panic at the Disco's cover of Weezer's Say It Ain't So. Uh-huh. And it's in a studio, so it's like very like laid back. It's like acoustic guitars and whatever. But even that, I was like, okay, like musically, this is like note for note, the Weezer song. But at least the guy who's singing it sounds completely different right. from Rivers Cuomo. Right. And so I was like, okay, like I get what's going on here. He didn't go in the direction that I wish he would have gone, which was to get like really crazy. Like, because that dude has like, a very like like a lot of high range. I want to hear Toto cover a Weezer song. That man. would be great. Um, if you're watching Toto, I'm cover sh- a I'm Weezer sure song. I'm Which sure song? Watching. I'm sure they listen. Sweater song. That's the only one I like. <laughs> um, but at the same time, there are songs that like they get covered, and I'm just like, no, like why? Why is this? So was it la- a year or two ago? Disturbed covered Sound of Silence. Oh, that was awful. And in a sense, I was like, okay, like I, I, I kind it. of, and understand. I know people who liked that. I kind of understand what they were trying to do, but at the same time, like I felt like that's a song where, like, 
it's like they took a song that was already pretty epic and they tried to make it more epic and just but by making it like a metal ballad right and the same thing so have you heard because we talked about it earlier we talked about the cranberries earlier yeah you heard the oh it's awful the bad wolf cover of zombie which that sound i actually don't is that the one that sounds like disturbed covering it yeah yeah so i don't even i thought it was disturbed covering it i don't even dislike that sound like i actually think their 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 overall vibe for that song was okay my problem was is if you're gonna go like note for note and like beat for beat because that's the exact same song as zombie it's just like moodier somehow and and the original is pretty dang moody i think they like changed a word in there to make it 21st century i think i think i think the guy calls out like 2018 oh yeah he does that too and it comes on the radio and i'm just like why are you doing this it's it's just because you're going to be dated in six months and no one's going to want to hear a song i don't know if it was for like a movie soundtrack or something probably but it's like it's just such a i i really dislike that one what's a cover you really like we've been basking in negativity Um, it's an older one this may have been on a um pop goes punk or punk goes pop album Uh Um, I really like Thrice's cover of Eleanor Rigby. Interesting. That's a really good one. Um, dude, legitimately, Alien Ant Farm's cover of Smooth Criminal, I could listen to that all day long. It's pretty good. It's a lot of fun. I mean, you don't have to be an Alien Ant Farm fan. No, I'm not. Like, I don't know. I only know. Because I'm not either. I only know there are like two songs. I don't know anything else about them. It's pretty fun. It's a really fun cover. It's pretty fun. Uh... I'm a big fan of a cover that Cake did of War Pigs. I haven't heard Black it, Sabbath song. but it's, I was going to say it's um, a bunch of fun. Have you ever listened to the Cardigans? And they do the, they do the, like the the rattle thing. The like, one that like the one that Cake always does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's fully got a full. What's on that thing called? Cake sound. I, it's like some sort of percussion rattler. No. Okay, so the Cardigans. What do they cover? Uh, they cover Iron Man. Really? Yeah. Is that and recently? Th- no, this was like f- ni- from the 90s. This was before they were, I think they covered that either I on the same album this. as Love Fool or before that. Man. It's very like, it's very, I mean, it's the Cardigans. I love the Cardigans. Well, yeah. I, I say I love them, but I don't think I ever actually got yeah. their album. It's this whole thing and the whole, and the, the vocalist is like, I'm Iron Man. Like it's very. <laughs> you sound like you're doing Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, I gotta one, track that, that cover's down. a lot of fun. They, that sounds fantastic. They actually were throwing like weird a like good... metal covers on like they had like one or two uh on like each album. A good cover is an incredible thing. Yeah. Which is why it's so bad when a cover's not good. Yeah. Uh um, the friggin' uh I mean, if if you wanna if you wanna impress your mate, the person you're seeing. Uh, you want to make them feel things, get them the Novel Novel Vogue CD. Oh, yeah. I've, it's I've, I all like old school punk rock songs that have been covered in this like, I th- I think like I, romantic, like bossa nova French girl I singing I think their thing. most famous one is their cover of I'll Stop the World. Oh, it's pretty or good. Melt, it's not called it's Melt With You. Um, no, that that's a, a really great like CD full of 
very romantic sounding songs than some of them are about pissing yourself in the gutter because they're like old like 80s punk rock songs yeah oh man there was one i was gonna look up right now um because i can't remember what it was but you got me distracted with with uh when you mentioned black sabbath i was like we got to talk about the cardigans and then then I just lost. I lost the train. <laughs> I'm off the train. One, man. A, a song that's kind of a cover, but veers super far out of like the formula of the song is uh, "Presidents of the United States of America" version of "Kick Out the Jams," which is an MC5 song. Right. And it's like the riff is there, but then they tweak it and mutate it to be its own thing, and they turn it into a song about like poodles and rocket ships and space and stuff like that. Like it's a. It's like as far away as you can get from a cover and still be a cover. That one's pretty fun. And what is, it's going to bug me. I had like, a everyone jump on, one. jump on the Facebook group and post. Yeah. A drop, vi- drop it in the YouTube comments. Yeah. What's your, what are your favorite covers? Everyone post covers today. <sighs> I really like the muffs cover of, uh, of, uh, kids in America. I don't think that I've was off that the one. clueless soundtrack. And then I've probably heard it. I just don't remember it. They drop it down a key and, uh, you know, go full distortion with There's it. There's a lot of, like, fun, dumb covers at the end of, like, on movie soundtracks. Because yeah. Especially once, like, especially, well, like... that thing I was saying? Like, like they can't license the original. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's, like, it's like, really cheap to license a cover. Well, and a lot of it was, like, you know, Disney trying to promote their own brand. So, it's you know, you've got... Uh, Hillary Duff right. covering our and her sister covering our lips are sealed, right? Right, or whatever. Like, you got really dumb oh, stuff like that, but it was song. like fun because it's like I'm just so gonna sugary. Go listen, I'm just gonna go listen to some new wave after this. Um, it's there, there's some, there's some like really, our like some sealed. really good one. Uh, shut up. <laughs> Have you seen Glow? No, it's good. Is it? Yeah, it's good. I mean, I I always like pass. I'm like, ah, I feel like I don't, I wouldn't say this about a lot of shows, but I feel like the second season was better than the first. Oh, really? And the first season was fun. Yeah. Interesting. And it's the sort of thing like you should go watch the documentary about it too, because it's, it's fun to see yeah. how they like kind of borrow and kind of change things. And right. Like yeah. Gosh, it's man, the glor- this is like the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Right. Right. Like this, the show is freaking brilliant. Like, because the original thing was brilliant. Like, who wouldn't want to watch this? Yeah. It's fantastic. Man, what? What is? Th- I'm going to remember, like, laying in bed tonight. It's going to come to me. Like, <laughs> I can't tell you. It. I can't tell you what's on the tip of your brain. I don't. Neither can I, apparently, right now. I don't know. There's there's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of covers out there that, like, are good. There's a actually I I forget what record label it was but they put out an entire police tribute album mm. again with like with like pop punk emo indie bands and like that thing is fantastic. Yeah. That actually that album it's called Policia um cuz I was always like back and forth on the police like ah, I don't uh-huh. know if I'm super into them or not like I just don't really know what to think. That album like got me to listen to all of like a bunch of songs that were police songs and really appreciate like i think a good cover makes you appreciate the original song mm. for what it is oh totally like and appreciate the song already a bad cover 
just makes you only want to listen to the original song. A good cover complements the original song. Sometimes a bad cover makes you not want to hear the song ever again. Yeah. Like, true. oh, this song turns out is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of an example, but I fully believe that it exists. I, I, is there, can I, can I find something on my phone? Can I find something on my phone that will jar my memory? I probably cannot. I'm going to try. Why am I trying this? I don't know, man. Post it in the post it in the episode description when you wake up in a cold sweat later. I know, I know. I don't know, man. I, there's there's a lot of good there's a lot of good things. Oh, that's what it, that's what I was gonna say is I posted this video today on my. This per- is an excellent couple minutes of podcasting yeah. right there. I posted this uh, video today on my personal uh, Facebook page and got no comments on it, which I was kind of surprised by. Hmm. Um. But there is a band that's basically a YouTube band. I don't think they do anything else. I, I mean, I, I that sounds kind of insulting. I don't really know anything about yeah, them. It's very insensitive. Of it's you, called Steve. like um, they're called um, Our Last Night. They do rock covers of like pop songs. Okay. And um, I wrote this is the cut for this one. This is a cover of a song that's out right now called Better Now by Post Malone. Just kind of like a. I guess if there was like an alternative rap, like, so are you familiar with like alternative R&B, which currently like alternative R&B is more just this down tune, like it's R&B, but it's a little more, it's like less produced. It's like throwback a little bit. Interesting. It's a little edgier. Like, I feel like maybe that's where it sits. So I said, send me some links. This is the cover we probably didn't need, but we got anyway. And it's probably way, way more than we deserve. (laughs) So what, what our last night does is they take pop songs and they Uh do like, kind of like, straight ahead metal covers oh okay um and again like i say metal like in the sense of of like disturbed this particular track also features like one of the dudes from uh, the band attila i don't know if you're familiar with them attila attila is like a hardcore band or metalcore or whatever okay um so it's like all of that guy's parts are just like straight up like growling uh like growled vocals like 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 right Hardcore. Like Demon Voice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they do, so their stuff is like, it's all in that vein of like, they do like, you know, the the guitarist is playing like some fan fret, like eight string. Um, their bass player is playing a Kiesel. <laughs> give, you, give you an idea. So they're super talented. It's not necessarily like a genre of music that I would listen to on the regular, uh-huh. but like I can really appreciate what they're doing. And I think it's a lot of fun to hear reinterpretations of top 40, like current top 40 songs being done this way so that's the one hour last night like that's a a band i think and again like i really only know them from their youtube stuff but they're kind of doing it right like they're staying in the the style of music that they're most comfortable with and they're saying like oh this is this dance song but we're gonna make it like a really fun like modern metal thing Hmm. so i don't know that's that's one i thought was fun that was what i was trying to remember okay I never would have been able to yeah. remind you of that. Neither would I. Yeah. Any last thoughts on this? Nope. Uh, do we want to thank our sponsors before we get into the last Yeah, ad? let's thank our sponsors. Let's uh, start with Solid Gold Effects, makers of the Zeta Deluxe. Yep. Is it the Zeta Deluxe or is it the Zeta DLX? Uh, yes, I think. Mm. Oh, Very I was like, what is that loud noise? I, was, <laughs> I thought there was a raccoon in the garage. We're being invaded. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so Zeta D- DLX 
Deluxe, whatever you want to call it. Deluxe. Deluxe. Zeta Deluxe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a lot of great sounds in it. Nice and crunchy if you want it to be. Creamy if you want it to be. You can tweak this thing all day with all the different switches. There you go. Four different ways to control the tone of it. Yeah. You've got your regular tone control. You've got... Are, a, you, are you really doing this again? You've got a three-position control. this again. You've got a low-end control, and then you've got a low-end control on the boost. It's incredible. All right, let's thank... Sinusoid, they make the sliver the smallest soldered patch cable. They also make a bunch of other what stuff. All the sinusoid cables We're using Sinusoid here. XLRs, of course. Sinusoid cables, head on over to sinusoid.com. They make cables. And smiles. And last but not least, let's thank Chase Bliss Audio. They make pedals with a analog heart and a digital brain. Is it digital brain analog heart or analog Digital heart? brain analog heart. There we go. That's their slogan. They're great. What it says Tons on of the options because they use a digital controller with all analog circuits hey, to do a lot of crazy stuff. Hey, you want to pedal that's more creative than you are? Chase Bliss Audio. Yeah. If you like, uh, yeah, that's basically it. All right, let's hit this last uh, ad. It's a double-decker. It's, t- it's two ads Yeah, one. one of them was from um, Jamie Jamie Davis, Jamie maybe? Davis. He posted this in the group. Um, it's And the other one was posted by Eric Bailey. We'll get to that in a second. Um. Jamie Davis posted this. Uh, it's for free. It's in Yukaipa, which is actually uh, in California. This is an Ars Hole geography podcast. Um, Ars Hole amp. Yep. A R S H O L E. It's not an amp. I think it's a cab. Or maybe it is an amp. It kind of looks like it. Yeah, it's got the grill on the top. It's going to be yeah, an amp. Yeah. And I can actually see the knob. So maybe it's broken. I don't know. Obviously. Well, part of it is broken. Not a lot of information here. Yeah, this is a. Uh, this is a Marshall amp that's been modified to say arsehole. I've never seen this particular Marshall name badge modification before. I've seen yeah. a lot of them, but this one's new to me for sure. It's reason. pretty good. It's it pretty cracks good. me up. Arsehole. Arsehole. It, it's, it's trying to remind you of the word asshole. Really, Ryan? Yes. Really? I think this is just the British way of saying it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, Very this, clever. This other one from Eric. Very clever. But here, here's here's the, the thing here is it's free. It's free. It's being offered for free. Yeah. Would you go pick up an Arsol amp for free? Yeah. Hell yeah, I'd get an Arsol amp Dude, for free. Dude, if you want to flip that, just take the name badge off and sell it as cabinet non-working for like, you could probably get a hundred bucks for that. Yeah. Or at just, least. Yeah, pull the speakers out. Maybe it does work. Do you, do you think you have any idea what model this is? I mean, it might just be like a solid state practice thing. I don't think so. I think it's at least got to be some kind of tubey thing. Yeah, because it's got the grill on top, so it's got to yeah. have tubes in it. Even if it doesn't work, this could be a parts bucket yeah. for sure. Yeah, this is the sort of thing where if I saw it locally, I'd be getting in the car and oh, yeah. going. Call them, call them while you're on your way. Yeah. Um, this call other on one. Your way. This other one is uh, from Eric Bailey. He says, "So what's a reasonable lowball? This is a free JC120." Do people just list things on Facebook? People face- just giving amps away do for free. Do people just list things on Facebook for free in order to get like inquiries? How do you become someone who has a, a, a JC120 and then also be someone who gives it away for free? Like that's a very crazy Venn diagram. I didn't post it because I didn't want to deal with it, but there is a TS-808 in El Cajon today for $75. What? And it looked kind of beat up. And it, what, but it, it was, was probably one that Stevie Ray Vaughan played. Oh my gosh. Uh, but I saw it on OfferUp, um, and I I thought I really thought about like I was like I don't want to I I can't deal with this right now like and I'm not gonna have time to deal with it tomorrow, 
uh, but I super thought about like if it's just a plain old TSA to wait, like there's probably like at least 25, 30 bucks to flip sure. there. I forget. I don't know what they go for right now. I don't know either, um, but 75 is, is plenty fine. Yeah. If it was like something, if it was beat up because it was like a legitimately old, like that's a 200, $300 pedal. Yeah. Um, I'm not regretting it because I wasn't going to drive to El Cajon. I found it late in the day. Yeah. Um, but oh, man, you can't get to El Cajon late in the day. No. It's impossible. You can get out. It's bat country. You can get out, but you can't get in. Oh, it is bat country. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I don't know. like that, and I, and I also saw it because I was like, oh, I haven't flipped anything in a while. I'm like, maybe I should sell the things that I need to sell first. <laughs> I need to flip those Earthquaker pedals. Oh, I yeah. Got. I saw those down here. Yeah. Good job, Ryan. Yeah, we got a little extra time. Maybe we should uh, wrap this up and shoot some video with some stuff that we have here. All right. Um, thanks to everyone. I don't think we have much else to say on that. No, that's it. Um, this week's song was sent by Grayson Gould. Uh, this project is called Wretched Steed, and this song is called March of the Giants. And he says, this is my first attempt at writing or mixing a song. I was trying to get my buddies that I usually jam with to help but they just want to play cover. So I went to on Reddit r slash metal collabs and found somebody to add the solo and the baseline for me. Shout out to you solo. You slow low Uh The drums are samples as I do not have the microphones or the room to record live drums. Um, it's probably trite, trite, but you said you'd be willing to play static. So enjoy. Oh, great. <laughs> All right. See you guys later. See ya.